Have you ever had a divine nudge that just drops into your awareness out of nowhere and you are beyond excited, like talking, bouncing off the walls, no stopping you now, pure ecstasy. This is it. Your big idea, your soul's purpose, your game changer. And then the mind takes over with doubt and all the reasons it can't work and you can't do it. If you've had that experience, that's the conversation I'm having on this episode of I Am Vibrant. I'm talking about why it happens, and most importantly, how to not let it hijack your destiny. Hi there and welcome. This is Leah Lund and this is the I Am Vibrant podcast. And it's my divine nudge and purpose and mission to help you master your energy attunement so that you can truly create maybe finally create the abundant life and health and success that is your divine design because it is, it's meant for you. So let me tell you about something that happened with a client just the other day. Uh, And actually it happens often, especially in the beginning when I start working with clients. So I was working with a woman who I'll call Vicki, who had a phenomenal idea of a podcast that she wants to launch. And it really, it's more of a podcast. It's the podcast is step one, and this is going to be a pure on movement for health. And we've talked about it. We lined out a master calendar. And when I say master calendar right there, notice if your mind already gets a little derailed um, because I experience huge resistance in my clients when, when it comes to talking about mapping things out and putting pen to paper and having a master calendar. And you, I want you to know that's ego mind. That's ego mind already saying, wow, if we write it down and then do it, don't do it. That's going to feel bad, right? I'm not going to like that. So let's not even write it down. Um, so that was a sidebar. <laughs> anyway, we, my Vicki and I talked about lining things out on a master calendar. We had a 30-day perfect plan for how she was going to launch this podcast literally in 30 days. And then in the follow-up conversation, wasn't happening. She had dabbled in fairness. She dabbled. She looked at some things, and um, but she hadn't launched. She hadn't recorded anything. She hadn't followed the steps we so carefully had mapped out. And what she said to me was, am I really doing this? I don't know. Am I really doing this? In that instant, when she said that, I knew, first of all, scorecard is mind one, Vicky zero. And I say that because her initial decision didn't stick. She backslid into a place where she's letting the mind make a decision all over again. And you can't put your dream and your divine nudge and yourself in a position where you have to keep talking the mind into things over and over and over again. If you do, you'll just spin your wheels and it's very frustrating and you'll lose faith that your vision can happen at all. So that is the first thing I am teaching today is that a decision is a decision. The moment that divine nudge comes in, you can sit with it a little bit. I say 48 hours, but, and that's more than enough in 48 hours decide, are you taking action on this or not? And make a firm decision. So I say 48 hours because there's a lot of research that shows that is the speed of implementation, that if you don't take action on something in 48 hours, you probably won't ever. So 
notice your divine nudge, and then make a decision. And by the way, if, if the decision is this isn't the right time or this isn't the right idea, that's okay. That's still a decision. Deciding not to do it is a decision and deciding not to do it now is a decision. But make a decision because a deci- nothing is more energetically draining than walking around carrying like half-baked ideas and split energy and scattered focus. And I don't know, should I, I don't know, should I, that mode of indecision is just hugely draining, not only to this idea and nudge, but to every part of you, including your physical body. So make a decision. And if it's not now, you can use something called a creation box or a creation list. If it's still a great idea that you want to do sometime, just drop it in that box, let it go energetically speaking. And then you can come back to it when the time is right. But don't carry it all around with you and don't go wishy-washy back and forth on should I, should I, am I really, shouldn't I, am I really doing this? Because you need to make a decision and lead your own mind. So focus on the nudge whose time has come. And once you decide I'm doing it, that is the final, final decision. Now, in the case of Vicki, her podcast time um, has come because she's been talking about it for a while and it's in her heart. And Um, you know, she's wanted it. She first thought of it probably years ago. And so her second mistake and why things were, were spinning is that she didn't write a plan based on her decision. She didn't write out a creation plan with steps, with time uh, deadlines. She didn't use a master calendar. Now I'm not going to get into the specifics of these tools here um, because to learn something is really to experience. So what it, rather than just hear about it and have an intellectual idea. So what I would suggest instead, if you're not on a good system for a master calendar and creation plans, is that you take a look at and consider joining or manage your energy beyond your time, monthly vision activation workshops. These are workshops where I walk through all of these tools and our Inspirement Life Planner, and you can find it at the link in the show notes. It's a bit.ly forward slash energy planner, and you can um, opt, you can get the actual physical planner only, or you can join the workshop or you can do both and you can even look at a annual membership. So I'm going to set that conversation aside of the specific energy management tools. The point I'm sharing it in this, in this conversation with you is that Vicki hadn't brought her plan, plan to life after her decision in her calendar or her schedule. So things didn't happen or move forward. And the longer that that goes on, the more the resistance builds up in your mind. And then it gets harder and harder and harder to get the mind to commit all over again. So write this down. The energetic vibration of an idea is highest at its inception. That is your highest point of vibration and attraction is when you have the idea When you initially get so excited, the inception of the idea and the acknowledgement of the divine nudge is the high vibration that you get to stay in in order to make that idea a reality or that desire a reality. So don't decide over and over again. Decide once, create the plan, and then treat the time blocks that you've carved out to work your plan as non-negotiable. And know that the mind will try to talk you out of it. Just expect that. Don't take it as a failure if your mind tries to kick up some resistance. Everybody's mind does. Expect that. 
and don't hand it more ammunition, like revisiting the idea over and over again. And should I even do this? It was a divine nudge. If it was a divine nudge, that means the divine has this in store for you. You are meant to be doing this business, this book, this TED talk, this nonprofit, this foundation, whatever it is, this family, um, whatever it is that you're creating, if you thought it, it meant the divine has it in store for you. So decide whether or not it's time or now, is now or not, put it on the list or in the box if it's not, create the plan, get it in your planner or calendar and take a first step within 48 hours. So when you put it in the calendar, that's so critical because then you make the decision, the decision is done and you switch into action mode. Your focus now is only on action. It's not on outcome. It's not on who's going to listen to my podcast and how many viewers am I going to have? And is anybody going to leave me a review or any of that stuff? Uh -uh. That's not what you're focused on. You're focused on the action. And the goal isn't to complete the whole thing all at once. It's to work your plan, to take the specific action at the time that you said that you were going to take it. And when you put it in your calendar, then it becomes so easy to switch into that action because it's just, it's like connecting dots. It's like follow what you wrote down <laughs> that you said that you were going to do because you mapped out a perfect plan. Now, um, speaking of planning, so I want to be clear that there is the manage your time beyond, manage your energy, excuse me, beyond your time workshops. And the planner is available without the workshop as well. And the 20 22 planner is now available for order. So again, go to that energy planner link and you can see the color choices for your covers. And um, if you do nothing else out of this podcast, that is forward movement, pulling yourself out of indecision and spinning wheels and big ideas that never go anywhere. So once you have your plan and you go about working through the steps of your plan, it's critical to notice where do you walk away where do you abandon your plan? Where do you walk away from the energy of inception? Where do you step out of that vibration? Notice the exact times, places, situations. Maybe it's when you're around certain people. Maybe it's when you have certain thoughts. But notice and know yourself so well that you see it coming, that you know the point where you step out of the high vibration of the inception of your idea. You could call that your MO, your modus operandi. And becoming aware of it doesn't mean condoning it or perpetuating it. It's only through awareness of it and actually just embracing it and expecting it that you can then transcend and change your, change your pattern, change your habits. So your MO is where you quit. It's where you walk out of the idea and you go back into indecision. Maybe it's because there's a problem or because things get too hard. Once you know exactly what it is, you can build your skills around it. So if, if it is problem, you know, like anytime there's a little problem or a glitch in your plan, you walk away, then all you need to learn is some skills around problem solving. You might be somebody, another example of an MO who looks for a quick fix. Maybe if something doesn't have, happen immediately, you stop, you give up. Well, then you just need to build the stick with it muscle. Or maybe you jump ahead, especially to the outcome. You might always be thinking about the next thing, next thing before you've even finished the step that you're in. That's extremely valuable information. When you approach it non-judgmentally and just see it for what it is, 
then you can start to practice redirecting the mind back into the step that you're in. Maybe you're somebody who can't say no. You go about working your plan for your idea and then somebody asks you to take care of something else or you get overwhelmed with your your household responsibilities, your family responsibilities, maybe the emotions of others affect you. And that's when you step out and you abandon your plan. Good information to know because you can practice setting boundaries and you can practice setting, uh, maybe not saying no all the time, but maybe it's no, not right now. I'm doing this right now and I can help you with that at, at this later time. Maybe you're somebody that avoids personal responsibility for the situation and just gets trapped in the mind's thoughts about like life isn't fair or this isn't hard or, you know, I don't have the advantages that somebody else has. Well, again, this is a mindset practice. So these are not deal breakers. These are simply MOs. And once you know what your MO is, you can find the skills and you can find mentorship for building the skills that have that not get in your way. And it really comes down to working with your brain and remembering that the brain is fluid. There's neuroplasticity. So no matter how uh, deeply woven in a neural pathway is of an old way of doing things, an MO, you can start to rewrite it and you start to rewrite it every single time you do something different. So if you wouldn't have said no before and you would sacrifice your time that you set aside for your idea, the, the first time that you do say no, you're already starting to change a neural pathway. Keep it up and in no time, that'll become your, your habit. So now back to the story of Vicki. So um, where she was getting stuck, where she stepped out of vibration of launching her podcast was that she got stuck on the titles. She didn't know the topics and she didn't know the titles of the podcast. This is just a sabotage of the mind. And it's a very common one called all or nothing. It's like, if I don't have the whole picture, then I can't take any action and I can't do anything. So the assignment I gave her was to turn on that mic and start recording, record what her ideal client really most needs to understand or start doing or stop doing to achieve what she is teaching regarding, and it's in the area of health and title it later. Don't get stuck on the title and then sit there and just more resistance builds. The more you work on it, it's like you're whittling yourself down. You're digging yourself a little hole in the mind, right? So record first title later, move forward. The last thing piece of this is really having a strong why in the first place. The stronger your why, after you have the idea, if you connect with why, that idea dropped in for you, the stronger the why, the greater your chances of taking action, even when there's obstacles in your way. So for Vicki, I had her go back to her why. And I said, go ahead and write a journal, free flow, 50 reasons why you want to do this podcast. 50 sounds like a lot, but that gets you past all the whys that, that you've already rehearsed, you know, that are like, um, I always think of queen pageant contestants back in the day, and they'd ask them questions and their answer was always world peace, right? Like, oh, because it will bring world peace. And it was just a canned, like perfect little queen pageant worthy answer. Well, that's probably not your why. So 50 whys, listing out 50 whys gets you past those 
those whys that are like imprinted. They're not, they're not even your whys. They're just convenient and easy to do and, uh, you know, sound good, sound good on paper. <laughs> and after you've listed out your 50 whys, go back and, uh, and categorize them. Categorize them in three types of whys. The first is an in- intrinsic why, and it's why you want this. This can be self-indulgent. Why do you want this? Maybe this podcast will um, bring revenue and be monetized and help pay the bills. That's a very motivating why. Maybe it's an extrinsic why. And an extrinsic why, and this is the case for Vicky, is a why that's way bigger than you. It is a cause that's important. It shifts humanity. It works with children, you know, something of that nature. It models for your children how they can create anything that they desire. That's an extrinsic why. And then there's external whys. And look through your list of 50 and you probably have some of those. These are the whys that are not even your own. Oh, all successful um, health coaches have a podcast. That's not a very compelling why. And I promise when the mind comes up with some resistance, if that's your only why for doing the podcast, you're going to step out and abandon your plan too. And then there's the most important why of all, and that is the energetic why. It's the feeling that you will have when your idea comes to fruition and you can see it, feel it, touch it, smell it, share it with others here in this dimension. Close your eyes. Imagine how it will feel when your idea is real, when it launches. So in Vicki's case, I said, actually look at like podcast directories on different platforms, take a screenshot and then edit it, put your picture in it. So she could literally see herself on a, on a directory or menu of podcasts that people are searching for. And then spend time feeling with your body, how it feels and capturing it in a journal afterward, how it feels. My pot, as an example, my podcast launched today and I feel blank. What? Because that's why. And that feels deeper feeling. So it might be things like empowered or purposeful or successful or free. Or one of my whys for a lot of the work I do is I feel like I'm in tune with God. I feel like I'm utilizing all that God has given me and saying thank you when I create things. But whatever it is for you, find that feeling why, because the feeling or energetic why is the one that will carry you through with most ease, with most grace, with most flow. You would never think of abandoning your idea or stepping out of alignment when you are in tune with your energetic why. So let me just go over these steps really quick again. First thing to stop saying, am I really doing this and move from that great idea into inspired action is number one, you notice the divine nudge. And if it's time is now, you decide. Every divine nudge, the divine has intended for you. So you can put some away for later, but choose the one that you feel the strongest resonance with and decide now, no going back, no need to decide again, non-negotiable. It's happening. Yes, you are really doing this. Secondly, tune into the why that feels the best, the energetic why. 
That feeling is the feeling of the creator working through you. Third step is put it in your calendar because there's no more decision. There's only action. Take the action steps and allow the steps themselves to show you what it's for and what happens. Meaning art of pure focus, stay immersed in the steps regardless of the outcome. Look at the outcome in hindsight only. And then notice when and why you abandon your own divine nudge. When do you separate yourself from that divine flow? When do you step out of that energetic feeling of empowered, excited, enthused, liberated, whatever it is? Because that's when you are blocking divine flow. And the final step, it's okay. Just step back in. Step back in with the next thing that's on your calendar. Step back in by reimagining the feeling and doing a meditation again. And just like that, you're completely back on track and in inspired action. So I hope you found this helpful. Please do leave a review and a comment. I also wanted to quick share that spiritual wealth creation is open. This is a group experience that is part training, part coaching, part community, and 100% of the practice of mastering your energy attunement with your ideas and your desires. I want to share a little quick story here of a woman who was part of this container in the past. And she said, Leah, I came to you at a time when I was transitioning out of, out of a long career, running business, really being left brain in the masculine energy because I knew and I knew I was not well and it was not serving me. And part of me was kind of dying as I continued to live in that kind of energy. With your help, I slowed down and I learned to receive and open to intuition and to being guided in my life versus controlling my life. My awareness has evolved and I'm able to observe by my behaviors and when my buttons are pushed so that I can always shift back to receiving mode. I've had an intellectual understanding of how to tr attract things for a really, really long time, but this is different. Now I feel and know in my body and I'm energetically putting what I want out there. And so many things are showing up for me in my life. I'm attracting and creating in a very real way. What a gift. This is my deepest desire and hope for you. And you've been listening to this because you have an idea and you have things that you know, innately, you know, you're here to create. So if you would like to talk with me about spiritual wealth creation, there's a link in the show notes. It's a bit.ly inner alignment call. We'll hop on the phone. I can answer your questions and we can see if this is right for you. And if the time is right for your expansion, I will be with you on the next episode of I am vibrant. Bye for now.